Yeah. If we do, if we do it in the cold, it's going to only be talked about once. Somebody told me that only like less than 10% of the vodka in the world is actually made oh, yeah. in Russia. Oh, is it really? Well, yeah. what? Grey Goose is France. Belvedere is... No, Grey Goose is Polish? Some of uh, like the best vodka is Polish. Yeah. But a lot of it is Polish. Yeah. So this is Russian like 100%. Stoli is absolutely not Russian. It's a hundred percent Russian. It is for real. It is made of wheat and rye grain. It's a well-known Russian brand. It's been disputed since the Soviet Union got dissolved between Russia and some other billionaire in Luxembourg. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. So that'll be the cold open of what? Except we can't hear anything Roberto's saying. Oh, what up? <laughs> All right, check. One, two, three. All right, I can start it if you let me know. The, the only problem is when it's that close to his face, you know he's going to hit the mic stand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. All right. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. And I'm Roberto, PDL. And today we are doing my top five findable whiskeys. Um, before we get to that, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Uh, we'll have a few big announcements at the end of the episode uh, we'll go through. Uh, and then Dan is going to talk about Antioch Barrel, his new... Uh, my new homeboy, Tom. Yeah, his homeboy, Tom, and uh, the liquor cabinet that we picked up last weekend. Yeah, Roberto hasn't got his picked up since he went... To uh, Mexico for a week. Yeah, because I was unemployed. Yeah, got out of the <laughs> underpass of 294 Milwaukee. I, 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 I got employed. So moving on up. <laughs> I'm, move, I'm moving up. Yeah, we, had, we talked about it. We had these, went and saw them. They were original Buffalo Trace Mash Bill 2 barrels that were then taken over by Goose Island and had Bourbon County aged in them. Very, very cool barrel markings. On, yeah, on beautiful the, markings. On the original tops. markings. The original yeah. mash bill stamps from Buffalo Trace, some marker stuff, some stuff written in marker from Goose Island, just kind of tracking everything that's been in it. Uh, Roberto and I both did one. Uh, the center of them is cut out. We got a nice glass shelf in there. There's a motion sensor light inside. I'm getting a custom Lazy Susan made for it. It looks insane. Uh, he told me he got it done early. And he said I could come pick it up early while I was out of state for work. And I fought every urge in my body to text, have him text me pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And when me and Jake went to pick it up, he was like, super excited about it because he did some new things to our barrels that he hadn't done before. And Who was said, excited, Jake or, or Tom? Uh, both. <laughs> and me. It was... I didn't even buy anything. Yeah. And he was excited. Tom, Tom was excited. I immediately got a text of, hey, these, I think, I, I'm pretty sure these are my best work. I swear he can probably say that to everybody and I'd still believe him, but uh, he'd never done unfinished tops like that before. Yeah. That is pretty cool. He said that, uh, I think the next next door neighbor is like a carpentry shop mm -hmm. and they were showing him like new, um, like lacquer, yep. like industrial lacquer and uh, techniques. Ooh. So yeah, the finish on these is like, Top notch, wow! Really yeah. beautiful. I really yeah. want to see mine. We uh, go pick it up. Nice. Jake and me got it moved into my house, and then we had the thirty-five, forty minutes of how do we organize this and how do we put all the liquor <laughs> yeah. in my house. The best, the most important part to display everything. Trying a couple things along the way. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> what's this one taste like? It probably could have taken about five minutes, in all honesty. Yeah. But it drug out <laughs> a little bit longer. But 
if you are looking for any type of whiskey barrel furniture in northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin. Or even just a whiskey barrel. Or even just a whiskey yeah. barrel. You can buy just a $100. I mean, he even had some nice, we talked about it, some cool ones with the Woodford stamps on them. Yeah. The yeah. original Woodford three stills. Beautiful pieces, beautiful work. I highly recommend. I, Jake was there when I told him, and I hopefully Roberto takes the wrath of this. As I said, he was charging way too cheap for what it should have been. And you already paid for mine. What do you mean? Uh, you still got to pick yours up. He can still drop another hundo or two. Well, that sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, no, highly recommend Antioch Barrel. Uh, he's got a website. And he's on Facebook. Um, but yeah, Great, great value for yeah. the work. Yeah. I, really, really impeccable craftsmanship. Yep. Nice. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, so uh, let's dive into the... My top five findable whiskeys yeah. for the week. Um, Roberto, do you want to remind us of the rules again? Top five. Oh, man. We had so much fun recording the other two. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I now enjoyed my five. Jake's. It won't be that fun. Right, exactly. Some people say you save the best for last. We just wanted to get all the good whiskey yeah. and drank. And yeah, now, now we were like, stuff. okay. <laughs> Jack Daniels, 27. Uh, although that's a really that's good a really whiskey. Good <laughs> Uh, so the top five, you know, reminder that uh, we went through, you know, dance list and might list, and now of course Jake's. The top five whiskeys that you can walk into a liquor store or two. It's a rule of two. If you walk into one and they don't have it, go to the second one. Uh, but again, these are whiskeys that uh, more than likely you're going to find on the shelf at any liquor store that you go in, unless it's one of those micro liquor stores in your neighborhood liquor store because you know sometimes they they only do have the basics but even then a lot of these are the basics right mm -hmm. so yeah uh, again we just went through uh, our collections our shelves and uh, picked the five that we have or bought actually mm -hmm. that uh, that you can just find a store so again we recommend really all of these are going to be our top five findables of course that's what it's called because we recommend all of them mm -hmm. tremendous yeah. whiskeys yeah, so real quick, I'll just read off everybody else's uh, just as a reminder. So Roberto had the Willet Pot Still, Bullet Rye, Knob Creek 9, Basil 10, and Elijah Craig Rye. Dan had Maker's Mark, Smooth Ambler Contradiction, Buffalo Trace, James Pepper 1776 Bourbon, and the Jefferson Twin Oak. Um, so... I actually ranked mine, and I will read them in reverse order. <laughs> so my number five is Willett Family Estate Rye. Uh, this comes in at around $75. It's 110.6 proof. Uh, its tasty notes are dark cherry, burnt vanilla, and spices. This is uh, definitely top five rise of yeah, all time. I mean, it's on my top five of all time. It's so good. Um, whiskey is not even just a rye. It's yeah. just such a great whiskey. I think we, we actually talked about it in Roberto's episode when he did the Well at Pot Still because um, it seems like it's becoming more available, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. So you get off on a technicality because every time we walk into Sam's, it's there. So <laughs> it counts as you walk I've into seen it in other pla at bigger yeah. stores too now. Cool. So it's it's definitely showing up more. Um, yeah, which, I've seen again, it more. Is, is fantastic. Which um, was really hard to find like two or three years mm, ago. Yeah, yeah. I love Willard Rye. It is one of my favorites, and I mean, it's one of those that seventy five dollars is for what it is. It's yeah. a no brainer. Very smooth. 
very good flavors. Yep. Definitely, definitely worth the, worth the pickup. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a higher proof. So yeah, that's your thing. You know, it's a, it's a good pickup. Uh, my number four is Garrison Brothers Small Batch. This also clocks in at around $75 and it's 94 proof. Uh, tasty notes are honeysuckle, orange candy, yellow pound cake, lemon gumdrops, and sugar cookies. I don't know if I buy any of that, but <laughs> it is a good tasting bourbon. Um, again, highly recommended. You can find this at any liquor store, big yeah. or small. Um, it's uh, it's from Texas. Um, yeah. And uh, I... I just really enjoy the flavor profile. It's very, yeah. very so good. smooth. Yeah. And it's a, it was another one of those that it was kind of hard to find a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Uh, now you walk into almost, I mean, almost any liquor store that I've been in and, and it's in there, it's mm-hmm. on the shelf. Uh, it is just a, such a great distillery. Everything they do is so great. Uh, their blends, their anything. Yeah. Uh, and they'll, they'll show up when we do our Texas series. Yes. Thing. Yeah, beautiful. I, w- I want to go one of these days. You know, I used to live maybe 30 minutes from the distillery. I never went. Shame <laughs> on me. Um, and keeping in that tradition, my number three is TX bourbon. Uh, this is in the 40 to $50 range, depending on where you buy it from. Uh, it's 90 proof. The tasting notes are fig, allspice, and brown sugar. And uh, that sounds about right to me. Very... Uh, very light in in terms of flavors. Yeah. Um, it's also incredibly smooth, like Very the Garrison smooth, Brothers. Yeah. Um, it's their other whiskey, the regular TX blended whiskey, is fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the TX bourbon is is delicious. We'll do a Texas tour one of these days. Not only here on the podcast, but we'll have to go to <laughs> go Texas down. and. The Dallas area, go to go to Waco, you know, well, Balcones Heights. Yeah. Go to TX in Fort Worth. Go to Garrison in the Stars Dallas. at Night are big and bright. Yeah. The uh the best part of the TX bottle is the top. Yeah. Yes. It's they use different boot leather in this top of the stopper for every one. Don't just grab the first bottle. You see if you collect toppers or anything, because mm-hmm. yeah. there are some really cool looking yeah, it's a good boots, point. Boot leather things. I had top. I had a bottle of the. The TX blend uh, years ago. That was actually like a turquoise alligator. (laughs) It was pretty cool. To like a what is called the Volo or something. Yeah, Bolo type. Bolo, yeah. So yeah, they they actually take in donated boots Mm -hmm. um, that people would normally just be throwing away, and they they uh, they punch circles out, and that's what there is in their bottle topper. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love TX. Yeah. So smooth. I mean, just sit there and sip on this thing. Uh, TX was actually one of my first bourbons that I ever tried. Because um, when you were eleven or twelve, when I was about nine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, and I mean that from a once I started to actually know bourbon. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first ones that I tried when I actually started getting into bourbon because I was, you know, I live right outside Fort Worth. Uh, and it's just, I fell in love with it. It is so great. But it's actually the same for me. It's, I went to Dallas uh, for a field trip with my architecture class in college. And uh, we went to, I think it's called the White Elephant Saloon in Fort Worth. Ooh. And uh, we were just we going to eat lunch. And uh, everyone else was like wandering around the, you know, the, the stockyards in Fort Worth. And uh, 
we sat down and my friends all ordered what's that Texas beer with the star? Lone star. Oh, Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah, it's like they diesel. all got Lone Star. And I I hated beer when especially like, Lone when Star. When I was twenty one, <laughs> Lone Star. So Lone Star is like drinking diesel. <laughs> It's like a can of diesel. It's That's like awesome, Lone Star. Light it on fire. So I asked the waitress, "Do you have any local whiskeys?" She was like, "Oh yeah, I got this. I got this one." And she brought it, and I tasted it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, what is this?" And she was yeah. like, "Oh, it's TX." They Soul were, smooth. and this was like, I think they had opened maybe a year before. Yeah, it's not that old. Um, so yeah, she was like, "Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, you know, it's it's a blend." Yeah. So I I kept tabs on them for a long time, waiting for their bourbon to release. And when I finally saw that they released it, I snatched that up. Very good. Yeah, It's a good choice for the top five. Also make really good cupcakes. Yes. Very easy to find, too. Shout out to Robin. (laughs) Um, So now we'll move to my first, our first tasting. Uh, My number two is the Woodford Double Oaked. This comes in at about $50. Um, it is 90.4 proof, um, tasting notes. So on the nose, they claim dark fruit, caramel, sharp honey, and chocolate. I get so much chocolate in this. I get oak. There's definitely, I can, on the nose, I smell like chocolate, vanilla, and like some kind of fruit. I get chocolate, vanilla, a little bit of orange peel. Orange peel. Yeah. And then just oak. Yeah, yeah definitely just, definitely oaky it hits smell you too. So nicely. So you you know, we opened the bottle just now. And I'm sitting you know, two feet from the bottle. And it opened and it hit me. The oak <laughs> smell just hit me so nicely. But it's not overpowering. No, yeah. no. It's uh it's a very smooth, very smooth. smell. Um, it's not harsh or anything like yep. some some can be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a fairly low proof. Yeah, to ninety, right? What is it? What's the what are the mashes? Point, and ninety point four. The mash bill is seventy two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, ten percent malted barley. Okay. Yep. That, I, and you can taste some of the rye. It's not as spicy as mm. as other. Um, yeah, well, it's not even high rye. I guess it's it's actually low rye. Right. I like them, yeah. Um, the oak is it any different from the regular Woodford mash bill? I yes, it is. Okay. I think a little bit. Uh, I, no, no, no. I don't think it is. I think check. it's the same mash, just yeah, double oaked. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tasting notes: they say vanilla, dark caramel, hazelnut, apple, and spices. Okay. And the finish is creamy with honeyed apple. This is. Uh, one of my favorite off-the-shelf $45 bourbons because it is just so nicely oaked. It's not overpowering. It's not. It doesn't taste like you're biting into a piece of wood. Yeah. Um, the vanilla definitely shines through because of the oak. Yep. And then I can even taste a little bit of maple syrup in it. Uh, but again, like, yeah. it's like orange peel, like- chocolate, maple syrup. Yeah, it's they they say uh, sharp honey mm-hmm. and like dark caramel, which I think that kind of comes through. It's almost like a uh, like burnt brown sugar kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, there you like, go. You know, 
like molasses maybe a little with yeah. chocolate and yeah. uh yeah yeah you know it's it's again double oaks i've tried double oaks that can be a little overwhelming you know because it's mm-hmm. too oaky but this one the balance is really good yeah. and i've heard actually some people are like well it's really not not actually one of my favorite double oaks because it's not as oaky i'm like yeah. for me it's perfect you know? like dane had the jefferson twin oak mm-hmm. which is basically a, a double yeah. oak also um which I think has more oak flavor yeah, than yep. this does. And the difference between the Jefferson and this. The Jefferson, they have the extra lines cut in the staves, creating more surface area, getting more <laughs> oak contact. With this one, they take their it is their regular same mash bill. Yep. After they finish the Woodford, they then take some of these select barrels. They put them in a new charred oak barrel, and they said it's a light char on the new one. Yeah. So you're taking a fully finished yeah, whiskey into a... Into a a freshly charred yeah. barrel where the Jefferson is just more oak contact yeah. the entire time. Got it. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Okay. And, and you can see it in the color. This is way darker. It's very yeah. deep. Yeah. This is, this looks like, I don't even know. It's like maple syrup, like honey. Well, if you look at the bottle, it almost looks like a stout. It's yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's it's, a really good point. We talked like about a, the one looks like a red. This looks like a stout. Yeah. I yeah, love the like color of the bourbon. You know, we have it right in front of the, and I mean, it's like two shades. Whoa! Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, bleep it out. Uh, the bottle is is you know again I, I like these stubby short bottles. But to your point, this looks like it's got coke in there. Yeah, not, yeah. not yeah. cocaine. Uh, it's got Coca Cola. No, that's the that's <laughs> Maybe the it has perfect. Cocaine. Uh, Who knows? Earlier it did. I mean, I did go to Mexico. You know, you don't know what I. Brought. <laughs> you have no idea what I brought back. Um, no, that's that's the perfect color description. I think. Right? It's, it's yeah. like Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a, you know, again, you open it, the smell hits you, and you're thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be a little too much, and you just start tasting it. The complexity is very nicely balanced, mm-hmm. and it's not overpowering or overwhelming. Yeah. I, I like Jake said. I think the Jefferson had more oak flavor mm-hmm. to it. This is has a very sweet chocolate, honey, caramel. Yeah, the caramel's really good. You know, and the, so the regular Woodford, it's actually one of my favorite. I should have put it on my top five because it's one of my favorite off-the-shelf $30 bourbons to just sit and you know, I always say this, sit when, you know, watching Netflix after <laughs> dinner with. So apparently I drink every bourbon on earth after Netflix sitting on the couch. <laughs> um, but so, you know, again, Woodford is just an, a, such a wonderful $30 bourbon because it's yeah. so smooth. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's, it's, it's complex, but not really... It's just a, a fun bourbon to sip on. And this one is just, yeah. I mean, you, you're just taking Woodford to the next level, which yeah. is great. The, the texture of it, too, is, is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is almost syrupy. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I agree. it definitely leaves a good, long-lasting finish. Mm-hmm. You know, the finish you, is really good. You drink it. A little spicy, but again, it's not as, it's not as spicy as other bourbons. Uh, but I... You know, my mouth feels like I had dessert, yeah. and I just hit the microphone. <laughs> Called it. Uh, Bingo. <laughs> Dan said at the beginning, I will hit it. Um, if you want to play a drinking game. <laughs> I, well, I've been drinking bourbon now for 25 minutes. So anyway, this is a great choice. Good choice. And I guess if we're talking about Woodford a little bit, we've always talked a little bit about the distillery, and mm-hmm. we... Briefly mentioned this in in my episode where it came up, where it has connections to the original James Pepper distillery. Um, And that was 
they took it over. They took over the original James Pepper Distillery in 1838, and it was uh, LeBro and Graham Distillery, and they ran it till Prohibition, closed down during Prohibition, reopened in 1941, and then s- sold to uh, Brown Foreman, which is the parent company of Woodford Reserve. Um, yeah, Brown Foreman ran it for a while. Uh, 1959. We always talk about the 60s was when the decline mm-hmm. of whiskey started to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very close. That 60s wasn't. Dan is going to start declining at 62. Dude, I'm 37. I'm already declining. <laughs> I'm 30 and I'm already declining. <laughs> they uh, they closed their doors in '59, and then in 1971 they sold the they actually sold the property that the distillery is on to a neighboring farmer. It was like the distillery in 500 acres. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the late 1980s, Brown Foreman actually went and bought it back. Nice. Is the premium spirits market started to take off in the U.S. Oh, okay. Very nice. And they decided that they wanted to go into the premium market, but they wanted to try and bring premium whiskey back into the market. It was all going clear, yeah. and they had the idea that damn they were... Shame. Yeah, yeah. damn clear liquor. No kidding. They had the idea that they were going to... They wanted to create a high-end bourbon with a name that no one had ever heard of because Woodford hadn't existed at all to this point. We talked, there's some yeah. distillers that had been out for... Like pepper that had been out for right. hundreds of years. This has a 250 year old lineage, but it's only been Woodford since uh, what was it, 1996? Yeah, was when their new. first one rolled out. Huh, okay, it's a newer brand. Yeah, and they they marketed themselves as a higher end, which you talk about for yeah. the 35, 40 bucks. They were a little bit higher than the other normals at the time, um, which now isn't. Yeah, high, 35 is a fairly cheap bourbon. It's a uh, great bourbon for 35, and this one for 45. Jeez. Yeah, but what really helped them take off was not just their marketing strategy, but then they got in with the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do their yearly Kentucky Derby yeah, release the, bottles. They do their they do the the cup the mint glass. juleps. Yeah. yeah, and they have the at the Derby they have the thousand dollar mint julep. Yeah, where it's it's a thousand dollars for a mint julep, but the majority almost all of that goes to charity. Yeah, so right. they work with the yeah. Kentucky Derby on the charity funds. Yep. and they sell a thousand dollar mint julep, but. It's cool because you've talked about the distillery oh is this God, it's one of my couple hundred ones. years old distillery, but it's only been Woodford for yeah. 30, 30 years. Yeah. I got to say it was it, to me, you know, I've been to Buffalo Trace and Woodford and a couple of others. And this one was a better experience than Buffalo mm-hmm. Trace to me. Uh, the tour was very well done. The distillery itself being so old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just looking at history in the eye. And they still, you can still see the workers roll the barrels from the warehouse on the rail tracks. Well, I mean, they look like rail tracks, you know what I mean? And they still do it like they did 200 years ago. Yep. Um, and again, the tour is very well done. The The gift shop is great. It's got a, a an old-fashioned mint julep bar. Mm. And you actually get the... It's my kind of gift shop. Yeah. And when you get <laughs> when you go to the tour, you get the, the Kentucky Derby cup for that year okay uh, oh, they nice. serve it in the kentucky derby cup for that year which is funny because i went in 2020 which there was no kentucky derby so i have a 2020 kentucky <laughs> derby cup that never existed sweet one thing i didn't know do they show the process on the tour at all they're the only distillery in the u.s that makes their own barrels huh yeah you don't get to see them making them but they they talk about it yeah yeah so yeah, they they make all their own barrels so they had the original Woodford and this, they made the barrel that went double oaked in. Yeah. Uh, double, when we talk about double oak, that's actually a very new bourbon. The first one didn't release until 2015. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's relatively new. So great. 
this is a great choice. Yeah, fantastic. And cheers with this one. Yeah, good, good job, me. Yeah, good job. Well, he didn't screw that up. He got another one to screw up, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of, Jay just chugged like two ounces of Woodford double oak so he can talk about the next one. So my number one pick is Elijah Craig Small Batch. This is the standard offering from Elijah Craig. It's about a $30 bottle. Um, I did see it for like 75 in some places online, which I don't know what those people are smoking, but... <laughs> Uh, the proof is 94. Uh, on the nose, they have vanilla bean, sweet fruit, and mint. They have the taste as woody, spice, smoke, and nutmeg. And the finish is slightly toasty. Hmm. I like that. It's it's funny because you, the mash bills between this and the double oak are very similar. Yeah. The double oak, just as a reminder, was 72% corn. Am I reading the right one? Yeah, 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. This is 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. Okay. And yeah, I, not that different. No, and I almost screwed up because their numbers are all the exact same number. Like the sevens, <laughs> the twos, the ones, and they're all the same. But uh, just arranged in different fashion. I, um, I'm still on the double oak. You guys drink fast. Yeah. I can well. I guess while you're finishing up, yeah, I can go, go, go through talk about this. Elijah Craig was a guy from back in the 1700s, same same era as as Pepper. And the unique thing about Elijah Craig was he was also he was a monk, right? Baptist priest. Oh, Baptist. So uh, you got to do your little not the that, no, that's sign of the cross. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I think that's Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, not only was he a Baptist preacher, but he was also the first distiller to age his whiskey in charred oak barrels. On, he started that process, right? On the bottle. Elijah for the win. It'll say Father of Bourbon on all the labels. Mm-hmm. And that's the marketing name that he's been given because he was the one that started using it in charred oak barrels. Hmm. Different stories of how he started doing it. The barrel got struck by lightning. Uh, I didn't read that one. The main one is that... He was worshipping the devil. <laughs> the burning he bush. He was going to a concert. Yeah. To the a barrel just concert. ignited. Yeah. yeah, the burning bush. So one of the theories is that he... There was a barn fire, and a lot of his barrels were in the barn mm. and burnt up, and he just said, I'm going to use these barrels. That seems to be the most prevalent theory out there. There's okay. lots of other ones as well. Some go with that he was either using, he didn't have any barrels, so he's either going to use a barrel used for pickling pickles or that was used to store salted fish, and he wanted to get the flavor out of it before he used uh. them, so he charred the barrels to get that out. Regardless, whatever the method, whatever the reasoning was, he started using them in charred oak barrels, and everyone found out the difference of a straight whiskey barrel versus a charred inside. Yeah, which... um it's very apparent if you have a whiskey that's not, you know, a, a charred barrel versus a, mm-hmm. a charred barrel. Just looking at the colors, oh, usually yeah. it's like a very pale yellow compared to like a amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Because you, you miss a lot of yeah, flavors. Yeah, and a lot of color, a lot of the beautiful color. Yeah. Um, but that's why he's known as the father of bourbon again. 
for it to be a Kentucky straight bourbon, it has to be aged in new charred white or charred oak barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Elijah Craig, I don't know if you read about this, but Elijah Craig used to be Elijah Craig 12. Yeah, so when it first came out, it was it had the label 12 on it. Yeah. And them and a couple, it was them, Weller 12, and... In 1792. 1792. And all that's had denoting 12. the year. Right. The, the, the aging. Age. Yep, yeah. right. And since then, Weller's Special Reserve is the only one, or Weller 12 is the only one that keeps the 12-year yeah. label description. The other one's got rid of it. Because um, they wanted to keep the price uh, low. Right. It's They don't disclose the age on this, but they think it's a mixture of 8 and 12. So. Yeah. Um, which is still really fantastic for, for $30. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly why they did it because Weller 12, you know, the retail price for Weller 12 is like $40. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't find it for 40 You can find oh. it for 400 yeah. Um But Elijah Craig, you know, I mean, to me, it's just, again, and we say this a lot with a, with a really good $35 or $40 bourbons. To me, it doesn't get any better than $35 for a bourbon. Yeah. This thing... It's still one of my go-tos, along with Buffalo Trace, along with like 1792. Also, is a great off-the-shelf bourbon that you just sit down and and drink watching Netflix. Yeah, um, the it's value like, is great. T- to me, the the flavor of Elijah Craig. Sometimes you can have a bourbon, and uh, the 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 flavor profile is very in your face. This is almost like you ran it through a compressor mm-hmm. <laughs> where like you get a lot of flavor, but nothing's like spiking out of control and you, yep. you get it like slapped in the face by, you know, yeah. one flavor or another. It's very uh, like synergized <laughs> as Jack Donaghy would say. Yeah. Synergized. I'm aligned. I'm aligned with your commentary. <laughs> What other corporate shit can we put on the Roberto, website? I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying. Or what's the other one that they use, a super passive-aggressive? It's like, I'm a little bit confused. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Screw you, you're just being passive-aggressive. Jenna said that's the new favorite in oh corporate America. Uh, somebody at work used to say it to me all the time. Uh, when I was employed, and then I got unemployed, and then I'm back employed. You should have said it to me now. <laughs> whenever they told you that they were a little bit confused you should have said oh are you stupid yeah I'm sorry is your IQ 25 because that was very clear <laughs> um, you know the Elijah Craig and you were talking about this uh, Jake was saying you know it's it, it looked like a simple whiskey like simple bourbon the color is not that complex and the flavor is not that complex but no. it is it's good it's it's vanilla it's oaky mm-hmm. it's flavorful you know, again, it's not going to be as complex as, let's say, what we just tried, the double oak. Mm-hmm. But it is so good. Yeah. And I will spend $35 anytime, any day. Uh, and I keep I keep bottles of Elijah Craig at all times. Yeah. yeah. You, you definitely, just to, to refresh, the tasting notes they said are woody, spice, smoke, nutmeg, with a slightly toasty finish. Um, I don't I don't get the... Smoke or nutmeg. Uh, there's definitely definitely get a little bit of the oak and vanilla mm-hmm. um, flavors. Yeah. Um, again, I think there's some like brown sugar or caramel in there. Yeah. Um, and then the what shines through for me is that toasty finish. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's great and it that lingers for really. It good. lingers too, which is awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's a little spicier even maybe than the double oak. I can definitely taste the spice, especially in the finish. It's, it's spicier, but a lower percent rye. It is interesting because I was going to say that actually. Sorry, I took your... No, project. no, it's just, it's true. It's, yeah. It's a lower rye, but it's... To but me, you it's definitely, than double you definitely oak. get a little hit of pepper. Yeah. Right at definitely the end. Black pepper. Yes. But it doesn't, it doesn't stay wrong no. long. It doesn't overpower either. So, um, it is, again, the best way to describe this is that it's not very complex, but it is very smooth. And the, and, you know, the proof is what, 90? Uh, 94. 94. Which is still good. You know, still under 100 is going to be good. Well, I mean, good for those that don't like the, the high proof. Yeah. I like high proof, something. But 90 to 100 is my sweet spot. Uh, but I'll drink my 136 Elijah Craig anytime and still have a yeah. good time with it. <laughs> yeah, the barrel proof is oh, so good. <laughs> And so they have the regular Elijah Craig, mm-hmm. the Elijah Craig Rye, which was on Roberto's list, mm-hmm. which is also fantastic. Um, they gave us a scare because we thought that it wouldn't be uh, like forever That's available, available yeah. uh, type of thing, but it, it does seem like it's yeah it's readily available, available, which yeah. is which is awesome because it's a great rye, great rye. Um, then they have the barrel proof, barrel proof, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's high proof. That it, thing it will hit they, you. Yeah, they and don't mess around yeah. with their barrel they, proof. And that's different year to year. It is. Yes, it's it's always yours. different. Yeah. yeah, Yours is like 128 or something? Yeah, mine's one in yeah. somewhere in the 120s. Yours is 136. 136. And, uh, uh, I've seen them somewhere in between those two. Yeah. We tried one other one. At Sam's. At Sam's. Yeah. That was I also that was like 130 something. Oh, I thought it was 132 or it something. Was like it was like a 132. Okay, I think you're maybe right. it was higher. But then they have a toasted barrel, mm-hmm. which is also very tasty. Very tasty. Um, which I think is like similar to a double oaky kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's finishing it's, it in the toasted barrel yeah, after normal. After the normal similar one. to Basil Hayden toast. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And then they have the Elijah 18, mm-hmm. which is. It's my all time favorite. Bourbon. So good. It's incredible. I like it better than Pappy 12. That's how much I like it's, Elijah 18. I, I would say that it's more flavorful than Peppy yep. 12. Agreed. Completely. I don't think I've ever Dan's, had it. Dan's I've, I've never it. had it. Really? No, I'm not going to drink your Elijah 18. Oh, I thought we've had it. I was, it at, so I was at Disney, good. and they had it. It was like $80 for a pour. Yeah. That's, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Wow. It was, I was at some bar at some kids, place around man, kids Disney. These days, you can trust them with anything. They, they were selling Buffalo trays for like $20 a pour. Nah, mm. that's ridiculous. One of the guys I was with, he's like, oh, come here. They have really good bourbon. And I said, I like the price. I'm like... Uh, no. Nope. No, yeah. no. I will have a beer. $80 a glass. I think I got my Elijah 18 for $80. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, what, well, retail is probably $80 Retail is though, where it's like 45 like I think. For Elijah 18? I think 18 is like 45 if you, you know, if you research Holy crap. it. I don't think it's that high, the, the MSRP. I don't, I don't remember. But I, I got mine for, I think it was like 190 I didn't pay that for mine. I don't remember what I paid for mine. Yeah, it was 190 for mine. I think it was a couple hundred. It, which... That's what I mean. Well, they're going for like six hundred now. But now, <laughs> yeah, one fifty. That's the MSRP. MSRP. Wow. So then I then I paid a little more than that because my guy I sold in Dallas sold it to me more than the MSRP. I remember that. Oh, okay. So it was probably like close to two hundred. Yeah. I think mine was three that I paid. Yeah, I got mine three years ago before you know bourbon prices yeah. exploded online. Yeah. Well, it's I I don't know what it's going for now. It's probably I think you're looking at like five six, or six, yeah. seven maybe. Yeah, Dan's every know, everything's double. Dan's right managing now, so. the Google machine here in at the podcast booth. Uh, I just got a blowout sale ad from Weller Special Reserve. <laughs> Pappy Twelve's been like 
around two grand. My God. Was, this time last year it was like a thousand. Yeah, it's it's doubled. It's it doubled. I mean, I'm telling crazy. you, my you know, so okay, so my Dallas guy on Weller Twelve, and we're going way off topic, but that's fine. <laughs> it's it's a bourbon podcast. Yeah. Uh, my Dallas guy sold me Weller Twelve for ninety for for a couple of years. I was buying it for ninety from him, and he was marking it up because it's well, that's like forty five. That's twice as right. And MSRP now, which I'm still holding my Weller Twelve bottles to see if I. Resell them at some point. They're going for five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's Jeez. on on a legit place to buy legit bourbon online is four hundred. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, that's more than double than what I paid. Probably double what you paid. Yeah, that sucks because it's such a great bourbon. Yeah, the only Elijah I have right now is actually a single barrel. Yeah, from a Ohio barrel pick. The only Elijah I have is the guy from the movies, Elijah Wood. Hmm. Yeah, still, I still keep him Frodo? on the shelf. Frodo. Is that Frodo? I've never seen the movies. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the movies. I yeah, still keep him on the shelf. I, I know it's Lord of the Rings. I know that. Elijah much, Wood. Same as Star Wars. I don't know. What a freaking good name if you like bourbon. Elijah Wood. Like, <laughs> I would seriously be proud of my name. Like, yeah. I would call myself Chard Wood or something like that. <laughs> Elijah Chard Wood. That's your rap name? That would be my rap name. All you only rap about <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, yeah. and, and again, this isn't so Elijah Craig is an old name and yeah. a namesake that they use, but again, this this bourbon was first batch was released in 1986 out of Heaven Hill, yeah, which it's what two years younger than me, yeah. It's not like it's an old, but it's cool that it has a lot of these newer. I mean, this isn't newer, I mean, there's a lot of new distilleries out there, 35 years old is. Pretty decent time to be around. Yeah. But there's a lot of them are still going back to the days and finding historical things to, to have a tie to. Yeah. At least. Yep. So that's why they decided to go with the name Elijah Craig. Has nothing to do with anything, any of the bourbons he made any or anything the back in the did, 1700s, yeah. Yeah. but it's it's the namesake. Mm-hmm. And then, again, this is a Heaven Hill Heaven product. Hill, yep. and, um, they, yep. they don't have a large portfolio. Of, of bourbons, as far as I can remember. Heaven Hill or Elijah? Eli- uh, Heaven Hill. Yeah, no, they it's not that big. The Heaven one Hill, of the bigger obviously. distilleries in terms of yeah. what they sell. But well, they- What's funny is, I was thinking about this the other day when I was going building my list, and I, I wanted to put Elijah up, up at the top, and I was thinking about it because I wanted to put Heaven Hill, but I was like, you can't find Heaven Hill anywhere. I yeah, got you one. Really I got you one last week. I know. Well, but I mean, but Sam <laughs> no. or Cleveland or wherever you had to you bribe went. somebody. To get I didn't him. bribe yeah. someone. I had a conversation <laughs> well, with him being in a liquor store. He was going to work in Cleveland by himself. Who knows what he did for it? <laughs> it's like, I don't even know it's what no Dan does on the road trips. <laughs> truck stop. Where'd you get yourself at the truck stop? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Always take extra Listerine. <laughs> and Vaseline. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> wow. This podcast got uh, that took a turn. PG-13. But anyway. <laughs> so I was thinking that the the Elijah products is probably their biggest thing that Heaven Hill churns out. Yeah, because it's that and then Larceny. Well, Larceny. Uh, Heaven Hill makes Angel's Envy, I think. Don't they? No. Angel's Envy is MGP. All sorts is of it's own it. they, who sells yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, okay, uh, Angel's Envy was started by the former master distiller of Jim Beam. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think okay. they're independent. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're their own thing. And but they source, source everything from, from NGP. From NGP. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, Elijah and Larceny, I think, are the big money makers for Heaven right. Hill. And they put out the Heaven Hill Battle of Larceny, Bond. yeah. Larceny's so good. Yeah, and it's it's hard that Heaven Hill is hard to find. Yeah. Which it's is fantastic. insane considering they're that they're one of the largest distilleries you can never find their flagship yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Very nice. Good Shit. choices. This is a good top five. Yeah, I mean, it was nice that you guys put an effort in and beat my effort. For sure. <laughs> but no, it was it was fun. I, I talked to some of my <laughs> Maker's friends. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on there with a caution of it's because it has a place in my heart. Yeah. No, um, Maker's Mark is good, though. It's, it's good. It's fine. Uh, no, it, it's cool. Um, some of my friends I've talked to that have been listening have actually started to see stuff and are more inquisitive. And I think it was a cool way to get a lot of people introduced to some things. And like we said, these are the ones, if you're starting a collection, they don't cost a lot of money. They're easy to find. You can get these and start to try and find your taste profile. We all have, yeah. all three of us have different taste profiles uh, by quite a wide margin, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this these are, a- these are good ones, easy to find, low cost. I mean, we, we didn't put a price point, but besides $80, no one crossed... I don't think so. I mean, Will, it's probably one on the high end. Um, yeah, like 75 in that setup. 80 is probably the highest I would go for. Right. Um, Garrison can get get to like 82. He can get 80s for sure. From, but and they have some really good, like 100 plus, 150 plus even. Yeah. Um, hey, I was just looking at Angel's Envy, and it's owned by Bacardi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you never know who owns what these days. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, who owns Bacardi? Bacardi, Bacardi's, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the company, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, Jake, since we're finishing up on yours, do you want to uh bust out what's going to be happening here in the next few weeks on Bourbon Matters? Yes, we got some big announcements. Uh, first off, we are going to be having a St. Patrick's Day episode that will release next week. Uh, we're going to be trying four different Irish whiskeys, all of which are fairly old and interesting. Um, I picked some that have like good histories, so Dan will, Dan will give us a good history lesson on some of these distilleries. We're doing four next week? Yeah. Well, I am calling off work on Friday, and I will be on your couch down here. <laughs> I think there's two couches here. <laughs> we, can, we can share one if you want. That sounds good at the truck stop. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. Road um, trips. So, yeah, these, that's going to be fun. Um, so one thing that I, I'd i like to do for the St. Patrick's Day episode is, for Spotify listeners, I'm going to intersplice my favorite St. Patrick's Day music into the episode. Nice. Um, so I think like bef- while we're changing whiskeys, I'll play some of my favorite like Irish music. Um, like and that. also Dropkick Murphys. I was going to say, Dropkick Murphys. It's got to be in there. <laughs> They're just from Boston. <laughs> I know that. They're not even from <laughs> Um But uh, so, yeah, if you want to listen to that one on Spotify, you'll get the the music uh, with that. Um, and then uh, we're also going to be doing a March Dramness bracket. For legal March reasons, trends. we can't call it the other thing. I think I came up with a name. Yeah, you did. Trademark. <laughs> 100% Roberto. Not to be used without the, the written approval of Ricky Bobby. 100% Roberto. 
<laughs> All his idea from start to finish. Good job, Roberto. This is a great idea you had. I'm telling you, man. You came up with it, and then, but not on the microphone. I came up with it. <laughs> not the microphone. Um, so we're going to be doing an eight bourbon blind tasting bracket. Uh, episode one will be the first half of the initial eight. Episode two will be the second half of the initial eight. And then we'll do a third episode of the final four with the finalists coming out, and uh, we'll reveal who the winner is. And then we'll post the full bracket with all of the bourbons uh, the next day oh, yeah. on our Instagram page and Facebook pages. Um, so we're excited about that. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, we we will Buffer. we will provide a full list of who's in the bracket. We just don't want to know what positions they're in so that we can taste them blindly. Yeah, like the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll each pick two. Yep. So we will all we'll, all we'll know is two of the eight. Yes, but we're just gonna know that they're in there. We have no idea what the, they could be matched up against each other. Right. Like uh, Dan and I on the couch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Lindsay and Jenna Ray will grab one as well. Yeah. And we will, they will bring them down here. We will do them blind. We will two out of three moves on, and we'll we'll see how the bracket falls afterwards. So That's gonna it'll be, so be fun. interesting. To see. Yeah, and there's there's no limit on what you can enter into the into the tournament. You just have to have it in hand. It's got to be on your shelf. Yeah, two got to have it in your collection. Got it. Okay. So it'll be interesting. Wait, so can I use Malort? <laughs> It has to be a whiskey. Yeah, it cannot be, you know... It looks like whiskey. I think we settled on... It has to be a bourbon. Yeah, right? it has to be a bourbon. So no rise. No rise. It's straight bourbon. Yeah, that makes sense. doesn't have to be straight bourbon, but bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yes. yeah, that, that makes sense. Other ones, not apples to apples. That's fine. Right. I'm in for that. Yeah. So that'll Although be... Although I wish it was half and half, but that's okay. Yeah. No segregation, Roberto. I know. That's <laughs> a wimp about rice, and that's okay. Yeah. Why do you always talk about rice on the podcast? I know. <laughs> Stupid rye. <laughs> I like rye too. Maybe next year we'll do we'll add rye. I'd do a rye. I'd do a rye bracket or later in the year. We could always do another one yeah. some other time. We'll see we'll see what the feedback is. Yeah. Maybe for the NBA playoffs we'll do a no no limits oh. bracket. Baseball opening. Oh. Oh, oh too soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder if Russia is going to play in the World Cup. No, they they can't not. do it. Like they just got kicked out of the Paralympics. Yeah, I think they got kicked, they out, got of kicked out of the world, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, wow, that was a sideline. Jake, the big news for tonight. <laughs> the big news: we are going to be giving away a decanter set from New Living. Um, we'll be posting details uh, with pictures of the decanter set. Um, the only rules you need to pay attention to. We're going to open it up on March 9th. It's going to close at March 23rd at 11.59 p.m. You have to find our post with the decanter, follow us, follow New Living, like the post, and tag a friend in the comments. If you want a bonus entry, you can share that, that post in your story on Instagram. And that'll count as one additional uh, bonus entry. Yep. And we're going to post these rules somewhere, right? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll talk about that, I guess. That's and funny. unfortunately, to our, like, 2% of listeners that are not in the U.S. <laughs> Did you just hit the microphone again? <laughs> That's number Take two today. Dang. Why is it so close to me? 
So, unfortunately for our international listeners, this is for U.S. people only. We have international listeners, right? According to the website, no, the website shows actually... people from, but it's China, so who knows what that is? Uh, well, yeah. our on our the actual <laughs> like podcast analytics, I think it's it's less than two percent are from Mexico and Puerto Rico. Oh, and we have seven thousand listeners, so that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's cool. We talked about New Living uh, in one of the earlier episodes. We yeah, talked yeah. about Infinity Bottles. And it's as a reminder, Roberto bought a New Living decanter set yep. for his Infinity Bottle. Very nice. I bought a New Living decanter set for my Infinity Bottle. Yep. Jake has no class. <laughs> no. And Jake can't win, so Jake will no not class have. Or glass. Oh, Jake had a wedding and got all new <laughs> barware. So. No, it's they're, they're a great company. Uh, it's going to be their Elegance Decanter set. We'll have pictures on it. You can look on their website. Uh, you can find them on Amazon, N-O-U Living. Yeah, N-O-U. N-O-U Living. No- November Oscar Charlie, I believe, is the way to say that I don't properly. think U is a C. Um, November Oscar. Oscar I'm sure the U is not umbrella. a C. I mean, if you move it a little bit vertically, then it probably makes a U. But I'm sure Charlie's a C. Yeah, and it's really nice. I mean, they're... Very, very nice sets. Roberto's going to be doing the purchasing for us, so thank you for that, Roberto. Yep. Dude, uh, I'm employed now, so that's good. <laughs> I don't live under 94 now. So donate Milwaukee. to the website if yeah. you want to <laughs> work to me. My Venmo is Roberto PDL. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we'll, we'll be, once the post goes out on the 9th, that's when you'll be able to start liking, commenting, sharing. It'll be open for a few weeks. Uh, we'll continue to talk about it. We'll continue to post about it. Um, beautiful sits, beautiful sets. Make sure to share them with your friends. Have your friends share it. Uh, we're trying to grow our social media, our following as well. Uh, we're want to be. We're happy. We finally hit over a hundred. Yeah, we're on over hundred followers on Instagram, which is great. Thanks you to everybody for supporting us. Yeah, and we're listeners continue to grow each week, and we're just trying to keep growing the podcast, which is one of the reasons uh, for the giveaway. But it's nice to be partnering with New for this. Uh, we want to thank them for for letting us. Uh, do this with them. Yeah. Yep. Um, and if you really want to help us, tag people who don't listen to the podcast <laughs> in, the, exactly. in the giveaway. Tag somebody that doesn't listen. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm excited about this giveaway. They're beautiful decanters, the set. Well, yeah, so it's, it's we should say it's it's a decanter. And it's a set. It's six glass, six rocks glasses. Yep. And four whiskey steel balls. And the steel balls, yes. There's, it, it is beautiful. I keep mine in my living room full of a Weller 12. I have a picture. If you go to New Living, which is, again, N-O-U or C if you're Dan. <laughs> Knock Living. Um, but anyway, he actually has a picture of my decanter on there. I think he's got a picture yeah, of a picture of mine on there as yeah. well, too. Uh, beautiful sets. So we're thankful for Sean and New Living. Thank you. Um, so I guess on that note, you can go to our Instagram accounts, which it's um, at... New, what's that? <laughs> New Bourbon? <Yeah. laughs> at Bourbon Matters. And, and they are at New Living. They're yeah. at New Living. Uh, our podcast is at New... <laughs> Gosh darn it. At Bourbon Matters. Uh, Facebook is Bourbon Matters. And uh, the website is bourbonmatterspodcast.com. Yeah, remember when he said he's the talent of this whole yeah. thing? I, this, makes, this makes me the talent, actually. People are laughing right now, listening. Um, anyway, so follow us. Give us a like and, and share it. Yeah? We're, yeah. we're, we're going to put more content, especially leading up to the giveaway and the, uh, the, the dramness. Yeah, and uh, we'll be... So I think the, the brackets 
going to release episode one on the 13th. And we will be announcing the winners of the giveaway on the 27th. Correct. And then the bracket will conclude on April 3rd. And our St. Patrick's Day episode will go live on the 13th. Awesome. Well, we nice. finished our top five, five findable. Uh, one of the more fun times I've had with yeah, this early was fun. on. But it was we're really, going to have fun with the tournament. Yeah. That's the tournament's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be how bad are we going to feel if we're trying to say that we know some things about bourbon and a unicorn bottle oh, gets man. voted out first round. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I let's know. be honest. We don't know crap about bourbon. Oh, but we have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. We may have to do like a a post-bracket analysis. <laughs> and that's oh. happened before a yeah. lot of times. Like experts would be like, this, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this is one of the best bourbons and it'll be Buffalo Trace, you know? Yeah. But I, there's uh, one, of the, one of the reasons why we did uh, Very Old Barton was because I met a guy at one of Jenna's friend's weddings and he, he was like, oh, yeah, this bourbon Very Old Barton is, is really good. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, it's like $15. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. You know, like that's nice for you. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> kidding. Then he was like, "Well, we, me and my friends bought like Eagle Rare uh, and like other like forty, fifty dollar bourbons, and then this very old Bartons, and we did a blind taste test, and the very old Barton won. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, maybe yeah. it is worth getting." Then I'm telling <laughs> you, I've done a. You know, we we did. It was actually maybe like two years ago. <laughs> Like a few friends and we just got together and we opened about 10 bottles of bourbon and it was blind. Like I was actually the server. So I knew what everything was. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else knew. And we had to rank them. We knew the bottles that we opened. <laughs> so they would start ranking. Oh, this is this. And this is uh, Weller 12. And I'm telling you, they went for the cheapest bottle that we had the, as the best one of the mm-hmm. tastings. Huh. Yeah. Like I think Blanton sent it up and like... The second to last or something like that. Oh. It was so weird. Well, that's uh, one of the things that they like to do in uh, like social experiments is uh, wine tastings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they, they give somebody like a $10 boxed wine and have them try it. And they go like, uh, this, oh. is, this is garbage. Yeah. And they'll put that same wine in a bottle with a fancy label. Yep. And they'll be like, wow, this, this is, is the incredible. best thing I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about that. I'm so, yeah, telling you, it's, it's the same thing. That's why we wanted to do this blind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we wanted to take all of the, you know, uh, associated brand ideas and stuff Agreed. out of it. So, yep. yeah, we're excited. It's going to be fun. Going to be a blast. We might look like jackasses, but that's okay. We always. Hey, that's the whole. Point. We always do though. Like that's <laughs> nothing new to me. Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, I look like a jackass right now. I'm wearing my uniform. <laughs> you are wearing the uniform. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, that wraps up the top five findable for all three of us. Yep. We'll be back for St. Patty's Day. A little yeah. Irish. I'll grow the red mustache out for it. Me there too. You go. Me too. My red hair. <laughs> Dan's going to do the whole episode <laughs> in an Irish accent. Yeah. That wasn't even Irish. <laughs> that, was, that, was that. <laughs> that was like German or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. World War II German. Right? Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> all right. Oh, geez. Well, all right. Cheers. Cheers.